In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Good evening, everybody. As you can tell, I'm not Ron, and my co-host tonight is not Maureen. They are out on the Haunted Harbor Cruise tonight with Richard Felix and the rest of the gang. All right. That was good, Doc. Go ahead. Good evening, everybody. As you can tell, I'm not Ron, and my co-host tonight is not Maureen. Um, Ron and Maureen are out on the Harbor Cruise tonight with Richard Felix and the rest of the gang. Um, I am Dorothy Morgan, a professional astrologer. Um, some of you may know me. I'm generally a monthly guest uh, the last Wednesday of the month, giving the astrological report um, for the coming month. And um, so this is my first time doing this solo without Ron, which is going to be fun. Let me, I would like to first off introduce my co-host tonight and my good friend and this is Intuitive Channel, Fran Nash. Hello, Hello. everybody. Hello, Fran. Welcome I to the do. show. Thank you. Thank you. And to introduce you to everybody out there, um, this is Fran Nash. Um, her webpage is frannash.com. And Fran, since you haven't been on the show before... If you could just take a few minutes and tell us about yourself and what you do. Great. Great. Thank you, Dorothy. Well, as you uh, mentioned, I am an intuitive channel. I like to kind of call it spiritual coaching as well because as I have um, developed and grown and done readings for clients, I found that the type of readings that I do, I tap into the essence of the soul of the individual, and I read their energy from that place, from their divine spirit. And with that comes colors, their soul purpose, why they're here, the lessons they need to learn. And with that, you need a lot of feedback, a lot of give and take. So instead of just calling it an intuitive channel, I call it spiritual coaching. So this way, the client realizes that there's an interaction that we have going on. Because what I found was, Lots of times when people would sit in front of me, they didn't know what to expect. And they didn't know if they could talk and interject or if I was going to tarot or numerology or anything like that. So um, that is part of what I do with my channeling. I also um, do meditations. And I find that meditations are very important. Um, I realize that it actually is a connection to your intuition. So I find it very important to introduce meditation. So I run meditation groups for people. I also have a meditation CD that I have created called the AM&N, which opens up the heart chakra. And I also do custom meditations for my clients. Um, and what that entails is when people come and we have a discussion through the spiritual coaching, stuff comes up. And with that, I get um, intuitive guidance on how to help them um, visualize their own growth 
through that medium, that channel. So I do use meditation quite a bit. Um, and I also do energy work as well. Um, people call it Reiki. I like to call it universal energy. It's pretty much the same thing. And when I do that, I also uh, get colors and also guidance with the um, channeling. And um, I tap into the angelic energy, which is a part of our own vibration. So that's that's kind of a, a rough idea of what I do. Well, that's excellent because you, you touched on something that I actually wanted to ask you um, because there is, I find in my work as an astrologer, I mean, there are times when, I mean, people know what an astrologer is, but people really don't understand what I do. And, I mean, if they actually have a choice, they'll go to an intuitive person as opposed to an astrologer because they don't think they understand astrology. I mean, everybody gets their horoscopes and can read the horoscope in the newspaper. But it's, it seems that people tend to be drawn more to you know, psychic mediums and intuitives. And while I do some of that work as well, you know, I, I basically am an astrologer. And so, you know, for you, I mean, that was one of the questions I actually had for you, you know, being an intuitive channel, working with colors. And if people don't know what colors are energetically mean, you explain that to them then, right? Well, yes. I happen to tap into their etheric energy quite a bit, uh, which is the extension in their four bodies. I also will see the color that they are bringing into their lives and where it is placed within their body. So sometimes I will see a color, say the color white within the heart chakra, and perhaps somebody is looking for unity. Or I will see a magenta, and they're looking for harmony. And I will get a quality that vibrates within these colors because there are many um, qualities that vibrate within each ray of light or the basic chakra colors. And, and that will give me an idea of what their lessons are and where we're going within the um, hours that I'm working with person. Oh, very nice. So I just wanted to um, let everybody know who's listening that if they'd like to call in and ask Fran any questions, or they can ask me questions as well about what she does if they have questions and they're not sure um, where to go or if they wanted to see her. The, the phone number for you to call is 1-877-864-4869, and we invite anybody to call in. And I'm just noticing right now, Fran, on the chat room, which... I'm amazed that I can do this both at the same time, but I am a Gemini, so hey, I'm <laughs> giving it a try. Um, they're talking about uh, dining with the dead last night, and that's actually something I wanted to talk about. Um, actually, dining with the dead was on Monday, and I actually did get to go to that. It's the first dining with the dead that I went. How was it? It was awesome. Richard Felix is was amazing. He's a very animated man, I'm telling you. And you could, I didn't realize an hour and a half had gone by, and it was already 10:30 at night. And I was like, "Holy cow!" Great, great. It was very, very good. And um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about tonight is um, a subject that he touched on. And I'm not an expert by any means, but just something that I, I just wanted to stick my hand up and start asking him questions, but there were 40 other people in the room, so I couldn't really do that, but in astrological context and other ways. But one of the things that actually he was talking about um, on Monday night, and this is out of his, his new book, um, 
is called What is a Ghost? And it has great information in it, and he was talking about a lot of different subjects. And the one thing that really struck me was when he's talking about, uh, I could be wrong, and don't beat me up, um, the residual hauntings, I believe, is what he was talking about and why they happen and how they happen. And, you know, his theory is based on the fact that um, he believes if somebody's had a tragic death, or it was very sudden, whether it's a murder or suicide or in war. Since they've been in Gettysburg, they're really focusing a lot on war lately. They were just down there last week. And um, and he, he, he calls these, uh, what does he call them, stone recordings, so to speak. So they're just they're, they're recordings, and these spirits, these ghosts, tend to just, you know, repeat the same pattern over and over again because life was had ended so quickly. And, you know, and these people don't realize they're dead and, and basically they're, they're, they're stuck. And the one thing yeah. I wanted to have a conversation with him about was the astrological end of it because in an astrology chart, somebody's birth natal astrology chart, there's a couple of points in that chart where we can actually see what past lives were like. And I find it rather interesting and we can see how deep, not quite, not always how many, Actually, I've never been able to tell how many, but you can tell that there's a lot or there's only been a few. And this kind of goes along with spirits getting stuck, because if you're stuck, you know, you won't have as many past lives as some people who are just, you know, moving from one life to spirit to the next life is easier, so they have more opportunities to either ingrain a dysfunctional pattern or a positive pattern. And so we, where would you find that in the chart, Doc? That position in astrology is called the north and south nodes. Their um, the technical part of it is where uh, the, the earth goes around. The earth goes around the sun, so that's called the elliptic. And the moon comes around the earth at an angle, and it's where it intersects those two points. And those are energies that we breathe in, you know, when we when we're first born with our first breath. And that brings in energy around. Um, you know, what our past life patterns were. And that's one thing we can do through this hour, too, if people would like to call in. And um, you just need to give me your birth date. I don't need the time of birth that you were born, but if you give me um, call in and give me your birth date, I can um, actually look. It would be very brief. It's not going to be in-depth, but um, we can look at that in, um, in your charts if anybody's interested in calling in with that information. I'd be willing to do that. And... Um, but what we can see with that, we can we can see, uh, for instance, for instance, you. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I, I looked up your chart a little bit. Thanks. And you know, with the north node, south node positions that you have, it is you know past life issues come in um, from um, traumatic endings. You've, yeah, interesting. You've had traumatic endings, and if anybody has known that they're, um, if they've ever done any past life regressions, and I know you do a lot of um, your own spiritual work, so I'm sure you're able to move into that area. But Sometimes, you can, yes. Is it is that something easy to do, or is that hard to do? Well, I think what happens with me and what has happened in the past is whenever I would have an unfounded fear for no reason, right, and I wouldn't know why, I would almost have an anxiety issue. And for me, a lot of that could be around I'm not having enough money or I feel like I'm going to be homeless, I'm going to lose everything I have where, you know, I don't have that issue. 
and everything is good, so where would that come from and why? And it would just, all of a sudden, it would just be there. And I realized um, through my intuition that I, it was an unfounded fear. And so I had to ask, and I started asking my spirit guides, and through meditation, I realized that it was an, um, an energetic past-life memory. And every now and again, it would just come forward. And without thought, it was just the emotional aspect of this energy. And I had to realize that that's what was happening. So when I recognized, okay, I'm having an unfounded fear around this. Um, it's a past life, and I need to release it and let it go. And I, I need to understand that it doesn't affect me anymore. And I realized that part of that was for my releasing. It was coming up so that I could recognize it, that I could put it in its place, I could take the fear out of it, and then I could move on. Excellent. And I think that the more people do that and the more they recognize that these things come up, all of a sudden they have this unfounded fear if it's like <coughs> swimming and they're going to drown or they're going to be buried alive. And that was another thing. Small places, I would feel like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And so I realized I must have been buried alive in a past life. And that was confirmed um, that it was unfounded and it was coming up. And it's a gift that these come up, actually, so that we can recognize them and move through them and release them and take the power out of that unfounded fear and empower our own self. That's really good. Cause, I mean, looking at, at astrologically, what... You have in your chart, your north node is in Taurus, and so that, you know, lets me know, you know, some of these unfounded fears, and basically the first one, like I had just said, was about suffering and traumatic endings in past lives, and it leaves really deep emotional wounds of feelings of being cheated, and what that tells me was the Taurus energy that's there, it also, it, it tells me Taurus is about the things you value, whether it's your money, it's your self-esteem, the things you have, and so you, you feel cheated on the material level, and so in this lifetime, you know, you learn that, that you know, you don't have to have this fear. And so for people to, you know, wander the earth as spirit, as as a ghost, so to speak, and not be able to pass on, you know, they, they're just reinforcing this energy for a long time until they finally are able to see the light and, and you know, go to that so then they can, you know, spend their time in spirit and then reincarnate to, you know, move into something that is healthier so they can heal that wound. And yeah. so that's really, to me, this is one of the most wonderful ways to, for, for me working with astrology, since that's what I am, it's just a fabulous way to work with astrology to, you know, just one of the many aspects of it is that we can see past life. I mean, there's books written on just this one thing in astrology, and wow. um, it's, uh, we were just really scratch, barely scratching the surface. And um, so to have, you know, have a session at some point in time, you know, to work through what these life issues are, because you, you probably already know them, And first off. And second off, you know, there are specific steps you can take, and I can advise people of those, but there's specific steps you can take to help heal those processes so you don't have to do that, that one again. Now, in astrology, could you see if somebody was near the end of that cycle or if they're in the beginning of that cycle? It, it depends. Yes, you can, because it depends on how intense other planets are making angular aspects to it. So, yeah, it does. You can see that. You can see that because it's, it's pretty strong energy. But you can, you know, but the positive thing is no matter how tough it is, you, you can still move through it. 
you know, you can still move through it depending on where it is. And for you, yeah. it's about developing, you know, your higher mind, your higher education. And that doesn't necessarily mean college. That means higher spiritual education sure. and really yeah. trusting your gifts and using your gifts. And when you use your gifts without fear of what other people are going to think about you, then they and you have full faith in what you're doing, your family, friends, whoever, you know, you feel might be judging you, they're just going to jump right on board because you're leading. You're showing that this is what I'm doing and because everybody's in our life for a reason. So well, It sounds like you get a lot of information from, um, a, from a natal chart. Yes, yes, you can. That's and very powerful and healing there information. Is and that, you know, that brings me to an aspect that I, I do as well, and that's being a physical medium. And, yeah. and with it being a physical medium, um, there's so many different, I think, different talents and gifts with that. And one of the things that I've been able to do is go to the astral plane in my sleep state and actually help people who have, you know, passed over suicide or from a tragic death and, and help them um, through the light and guide them there. Um, and it, that is a very interesting in itself, that process. And so I understand when you say when people get stuck um, yeah. and the, how they have to move on. And sometimes they need guidance or they need the light, uh, to be shown the light, okay. that it's okay to go into the light because they feel shame or guilt or a strong anger for their life that they were given. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. So that plays hand in hand with the past life. Excellent. Yeah, it does. All right. So if anybody wants to um, call in and interject, we'd love some input from the listening audience. Leslie, I see you're uh, possibly interested. Give a call. one eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. So Fran, you've been telling us that You've actually helped people cross over. So how do you know, I mean, how do you know they're stuck? I mean, or how do you know they're even there? I mean, what is, what is that? How well, do you even get there? I mean, I've not really done that. I mean, I've experienced spirits and ghosts, but I've never really gotten, gotten into that. Well, I think just from um, being a young child and always having uh, that intuition, my strong sense and being able to speak with um, my energies or my spirit guides, and um, as I got older, I had a lot of experiences. But it came a time where um, a close a relative of mine had passed. And I, I, I don't know, maybe six months later, as I would sleep, I would go to this place. And this place, it was kind of dark. And there were, it was a, a negative energy uh, feeling about it. And I kept going back there. And I realized I was communicating with an energy having a conversation, and I would bring the light in, and I would, I would say a prayer because I wasn't sure exactly what was happening. And then, uh, so that went on for about a week. And then one day, um, I was wondering why I was going there, and then I heard uh, this, this energy thank me for helping, for helping them move forward. And that's when I realized that I had gone to the astral plane, that they were stuck, and they were stuck out of um, fear and shame, and that it was okay to go to the light. It was okay to move on, that they didn't have to punish themselves anymore. And 
stay in a self-created negative place. And once I did that, and once I had the recognition of doing that, um, I I continued to do that throughout time, throughout a couple of, no, I I don't know, seven years I've been doing that now, on and off. It's not every day, uh, but I do help people. And lots of times it's people who I who I know or I have a connection to that that will take place. Another case that I was out in Washington visiting, again, a family member, and um, we had to sleep in a bed that this man had, uh, he had killed himself, but not in the house, outside of the home, but obviously this was his bed. And I couldn't sleep well. And uh, finally, I went to the astral plane, and he was, there, and I communicated with him, and he had a lot of anger, and he wasn't ready to release the anger, so there was nothing I could do to help him, and so I came back, and when I came back home, I continued to try to help him, because by this time, I could, I realized that I could go there consciously within my dream state if I had asked before Uh I fell asleep, that I could go and, and, and greet him and meet him and try to help him, but he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to leave, so I, I couldn't help him ultimately. But that was like seven nights in a row. And sometimes I'm there as long as it takes to help somebody out. Wow. So, so that, a, do you ever uh, watch that Ghost Whisperer show? I mean, is it anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> in some ways, in some ways. I know that's it, television, it but, I mean, I don't <laughs> experience that. I mean, I've experienced my own ghost stories, but... And what are some of your ghost stories? Oh my God! You know what? It just dawned on me. I just, I just remembered one. I had a friend that actually, she passed away suddenly um, with the brain aneurysm. She was only forty-six at the time, wow. and um, it was a couple weeks after her passing. I was dreaming. I was asleep, and um, so this was kind of a dream. But we were walking all around her house. Um, legal crap happened, as things do when people die suddenly without a will. Yeah, and um, so her partner was having issues with the house and blah, blah, blah. And so uh, we were walking all around her house, and I was with her, and we were just um, walking through the house, and it was, like, up for sale, and there was just people everywhere, and I was was saying, um, I'll call her Jane. I was saying, Jane, this is, you know... We're selling the house. With houses being sold, and and she goes, "Well, why? It's my it's my house." And I'm like, "Well, you've died." And and we just went back and forth, back and forth. And she couldn't believe it, and it's like, "No, really, you're you're gone, you're wow. gone." And then she freaking opened the front door, walked into the light, and I woke up. Oh, great! Oh my, God. there you go. I mean, so it's guess, a very similar experience. I guess so. I hadn't even yeah. realized that until just now. It just clicked. Isn't that great? And yeah. so you helped her through. And I guess, you know, in some ways, I'm sure a lot of people do that and they don't realize it. And I guess once you recognize it, perhaps yeah. you'll do it more. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, have you ever lived in haunted houses, though? Uh, have you yeah. had that kind of experience? <laughs> yes, I have. I was actually talking to my daughter about this a little while ago, just a, a few minutes ago before we started. And because I wanted her to refresh my memory, because this was sure. more her than me wasn't necessarily, you know, I don't know if the house was haunted. I think the energy just came in. And I don't understand this. So if there's actually anybody out there that can explain this to me, um, because it's spirit energy, and I, I would love to, to have somebody who has more experience tell me about it. Um, she was probably 15, so adolescence is rather tough, I know, as far as 
you know, dabbling into magic and you invite things in and yeah. she wasn't doing any of that, but I was, and I was in my 30s at the time. And so um, I just started my Wicca practice, but you know, I wasn't doing black magic at all, but it, it was just brand new. So yeah. anyways, this um, Indian man from India, his, he um, showed up at one house that we lived in. We used to live in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. He showed up in one house. It wasn't very old at all, but she would tell me about it, and she was, again, you know, 15-ish. And, sure. um and he wouldn't bother her, but he'd always be there. But he'd startle her once in a while, and she could just see him, and then she would have conversations and stuff with him. And, you know, even um, and after um, a year, we moved, and he followed us. Wow. And then he was, and even her her friends, when she would have friends over, because we lived in an old colonial at that point. That place was haunted. But he came as well. And um, so he was there with her um he followed us, and I don't know when he left or why he now, left, but... Um, could, you t- could you tell the difference between the haunting in the colonial versus his energy and the other energy that was in the house? You know, I never felt his energy. It was always her. She always described it to me. I never felt it. It was, it was just for her. So I'm not sure if that's even just... A, I mean, he's never malicious at all. But I'm not sure if that was maybe a spirit guide because I do a lot of work with spirit guides now. But I, I didn't, I didn't get it back then. I was sure. really clueless. I mean, I was into the astrology, but I didn't do anything with the spiritual part of astrology. Yeah. And um, but I had some pretty ugly entities in that house. And I mean, I just started, you know, you know, with a with a Wiccan group, and you know, we came in and then they did a clearing and things like that, and that really helped a lot. That helped a lot, but wow. you know. It was an old boyfriend was not into the good stuff. So, and so he so, brought some of that energy in. You mean? Yes, into he the did. House and yes, he just he did. Kind of opened it. I think that happens sometimes. Like with children, you were talking about your daughter, fifteen. I mean, she's adolescent. She's going through that, and and she's around that energy. And and if there's an energy in the house, I'm sure that they're attracted to that. Yeah. And yeah. you probably really brought that out. That I think it's out. I think so too. I think it's really important that. Um, anybody that has children that, you know, are in that preteen age that, you know, you really, you know, teach them what you, you know, teach them if you need to, what's right and what isn't right as far as any of that magic goes. And, oh, my God, just don't get Ouija boards. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of teenagers kind of like to dabble in that. Yeah, they um, do. Yeah, I know my daughter did, too, and we had a conversation about that. Her friend had a Ouija board. She'd go over there, and I, I would talk to her about protection and what, what the Ouija board did and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. I, I lived in a several haunted houses, too. I mean, growing up, I lived in one, and then I moved into several others, and, and sometimes they weren't very pleasant either. And I wasn't sure if it was just being an intuitive energy of being sensitive to that, that they followed me, or I just picked up that energy because it was in the house already. Um, so I don't know if it's a little bit of both for, for you, too, or right. anybody else out there. Uh, I know. If they've had similar experiences like that, it would be great to hear. Yeah, maybe um, we're about to go to a break, so maybe um, after the break... Some of these brave souls listening can give us a call, and the phone number is one eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. And I hope that um, people can call in soon. And um, 
So we're just going to finish up this part with the break. Here comes the music. Okay. All right. So we'll catch everybody on the other side of the break. Talk to you in a minute. Night. They flourish on a secluded farm 3,500 feet above sea level in Hinoteca, Nicaragua. These coffee beans grow in the shade of hardwood trees and banana plants, thriving in the rich organic soil. Shade-grown coffee grown at higher elevation has a better quality. There are two benefits, a slower growing cycle for the plants that allows time for the sugars in the bean to mature, and the natural composting from the nitrogen-producing canopy. And now you can order this international gourmet coffee online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com. Order 12-ounce and 16-ounce bags or save with a discounted price by ordering in large quantities. Three different coffee beans available, Arabica, Marigold Gaipe, and Green Oro. Prepare to enjoy the richness and the soothing flavor of some of the best-tasting coffee in the world. Order online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com and enjoy Central American flavor, aroma, and richness of Nicaragua's Best Coffee. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official Classic Hits Countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Are you alarmed, anxious, angry, even afraid of what is happening to America? It's time for Grassroots America, We the People. Learn how to get involved in your voting precinct and take back our country. It's time to build unity upon the Constitution and the wisdom of our founding fathers. Grassroots America, We the People. Every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central on Toginet Radio. Radio with a cutting edge. The chat board now. We're back. Hey, everybody. That was quick. How is everybody doing? Fran, you still with yeah, me? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm reading the chat board to see if right. I can find something to talk about. Well, I hope a lot of people are chatting away with us here. They are. They're chatting away. They're chatting about Leslie getting a speeding ticket. <laughs> oh, oh, no, you didn't get one. Nope. You didn't bring that energy to her after all. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. Well, I've I've run out of notes, so I have nothing else to talk about. Well, you know, that's funny that you brought up that ticket because really, um, how often do we bring that stuff to us? If we're in a hurry, we get the slow person in front of us, and, and how spirit helps us with that stuff. And not that a ticket's helpful, but you got to wonder, okay, if I get a ticket, is it, am I meant to slow down? I remember my father before he passed. Um, he died of um, pancreatic cancer. And I had lived up here, and he was in Connecticut. And I hadn't gotten a, a pulled over by a, a policeman in, I don't know, years. But within probably a three-month period of time near the end of his passing, I must have gotten pulled over about eight times. Wow. And I couldn't figure out why. I was like, why am I drawing this energy to me? And it was probably for me to slow down. 
because I had so much going on, you know, the family and being being away distance-wise and, and uh, you know, not being able to be there. And thank God my sister was. And, and so we gotta we got to ask ourselves sometimes what, what we bring to us energetically. From, yeah. From outside ourselves. I guess so. I mean, one night um, on the last full moon eclipse, I was down in Boxford, Mass, doing a, a big ritual with a lot of spiritual people, you know, a lot of clearing. Yeah. If anybody listened to the show that month, you know, I talked a lot about it on how to release a lot of energy. And, oh, my God, it was like and it's an hour and a half from home, and I was on the way home, uh, and it was quarter one in the morning, which I'm usually in bed at 10. And... uh I think I go the speed limit. I'm this good doobie. I've had one speeding ticket my whole life, and, you know, I've been driving for a lot of years. And uh, on the way home, I live very rural, doing the speed limit even. I use my blinkers even when nobody's around. I mean, everything. Oh, you are good. I am. (laughs) I I get pulled over. And I'm like, what the heck is this about? And I had a taillight out. But the next day when I had my guy check it, I, there's four lights in there. I had one out of the four lights out, and I still get pulled over. And it's like, what is what? Come on. Yeah. I'm such a good doobie, and I still get pulled over. And it's <laughs> like I can't get away with anything. So, Leslie, you have good karma. So You do. You, do. you didn't bring it to you. Good for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I still get I still get a check every once in a while from the old law, long arm of the law. This guy was younger than my son. <laughs> Oh, wow. wow. It's hard to show respect, but you do. <laughs> I, just you wanted do, to, you do. I just wanted to tell him, are you bored? I mean, really? <laughs> so um, I think I'd like, like to kind of segue just a, a little bit in, since nobody's interested in calling in tonight. I just wanted to segue in maybe a little bit into the astrological forecast, because this is my usual time to be on. And um, I just really wanted to talk about the full moon that we have coming up. Actually, I'll talk about today's transits first so we can get an idea of what's going on. Moon's in Scorpio, so this is a really good night. If people like to do, um, like you, you do a lot of um, meditations because actually Fran has a meditation CD. And, oh, by the way, if you're just joining us, Dorothy Morgan. I'm co-host. I'm co- guest hosting tonight for Ron and Maureen, and my co-host is Fran Nash, and Hello. she is an intuitive channel, and along with a lot of other things, Fran um, also does incredible meditation. She has a meditation CD out there, and you can find that at her website, which is FranNash.com. And that's two ends in the middle. And um, you can contact us through that website. And also, um, oh, where was I going with that? Yes. And so where I was going with that is today with, we have a ton of astrological aspects. It is a very, very busy day. But the main thing that's important for tonight is the moon in Scorpio. And with the moon in Scorpio... If anybody um, is into the meditation, tonight is a good night to really tap into your higher self, your spirit guides, and even people who have passed on. Because the moon in Scorpio is the most sensitive, it's the most intuitive um, moon sign that there is. Wow. Um, it, it's very good. I mean, sometimes it can be, excuse me, very dysfunctional as well. Some people will use it. They can, you can use that energy in any way possible. If you know what I mean. You can use it in yeah. the dark or the light. 
Yeah. So it, it's, it's very strong and powerful energy. And tonight it is tied into a configuration that lets me know that if there are certain things in your life that do need to be um, worked through, it, you know what, it's a really, it tells me that we're talking about past lives. And yeah. actually, you know, this really does speak to past lives and spiritual spirit entities that are stuck. And it's about how we can move these forward. Because all three of the configurations that we have in the chart tonight really do speak to um, us doing that. So if anybody has any anything that they really do want to release tonight, um, it is a good night to do that. So working through some meditations. And Fran, you can tell us about what you do, because I know you even um, have now gotten into the part of your work that you're creating meditations for people for specific reasons. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Um, I, I have the AM and N, like I had mentioned, that opens up the heart chakra. And when I do have people that come to me, for an example, a friend of mine uh, was really trying to work with her energy body. So we created one. What's the energy body? Well, those are the four four body system that we have. So we have the etheric body, the physical body, and the etheric body that's attached to that. And then we have the emotional body, which a lot of we reside in, and then the mental body, which is also present and very alive with us, and then our spiritual body. And we have to work all four bodies simultaneously. It's like breathing in and breathing out. And when people see auras, lots of times they will see the physical. Um, and, And I can also see these physical, the etheric, and the spiritual, and, and so on. But it, it's very important to clear the body energy because we live really outside ourselves. We're, we're this multidimensional being. We're not just, you know, the physical right. body alone. And so it's very important that we work our body systems in cleaning that. And we can do that through the visual process. The visualization really helps with your intuition. It connects you to your soul. And you need your soul's voice in order to grow your intuitive light. Right. That's the first step in becoming aware of your spiritual gifts because we all have them, otherwise we wouldn't be here. Right. So when I was working with my friend, we worked this four-body system, and we used this beautiful color violet because that is a transmuting color that m- moves the energy and it gets rid of like negativity that gets stuck. Some people, you get stuck in anger. Some people are very emotional people. They react. Some people are thinkers. They go to the mind first. Oh, that's that's astrology there, too, because all the air signs are thinkers. The water signs are very emotional. So I'm sure you could tell, you know, if somebody's more of of the emotional energy or more of a mental energy through their astrology, right, through their chart. And so, and so that's where we live. So some people live more in the emotional body, some more in the mental body. And we were really supposed to live in both with equality. So if we cleanse our body and, and energy bodies by bringing in a violet or whatever color you're drawn to by visualizing it and really extending it out and breathing it in through spiritualizing it right, and bringing it back in, it helps move it and clear it and, and move some of the stuff that gets Excellent. Well, I wonder here, because I see that there's somebody talking on the chat board. I can't quite read all of it because it's going pretty quick and I'm trying to pay attention with you. But it seems that there's a young person that um, is is very sensitive, like a medium, and it says, and autistic simultaneously. So tell me if that's true. I don't know who wrote this, Leroy. Um, 
Now, so if somebody was, how would would you have advice for someone, a parent of a young child that's having these issues? I mean, is that something you know about? No, I don't really know okay. much about. Okay. I would, I my my first impression would be that an autism, an autistic child would be a sensitive child. Um, yeah. How you would deal with that, um, I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, I've actually done um, a chart for um, a child that that's handicapped in that way, and he's um, incredibly sensitive. You look at his chart in in uh, in the way that he is. He doesn't react externally like we do. No. He's very autistic, um, but uh, he is very sensitive, and he shares his love, and he shares everything about him, but it's all on an energy level, you know, so. so. So if you saw that in someone's chart, how, what kind of advice would you give them? I mean, how would that work? The thing is, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is, I mean, sometimes you can see when somebody's born that they have these wounds. Um, the wounds aren't always physical, but you can't, you can't tell. You know, if it's going to, because I wouldn't know with this chart that this child was physically and mentally handicapped. I would not, I would not know that. Yeah. And so I shared this information with this child's mother, and um, it was, it was good because um, it really let her know that she is communicating because I did a, a compatibility chart between her, um, this, her two boys, because yeah. one has the issue and one doesn't, you know. And so it was uh, it was wonderful because she knew that these two boys were communicating. And it's just on an energetic level, and it doesn't always come out on, on the physical level. So it was really comforting for her to, re- to, act, to really know that yeah. he, he gets it. And, of course, she knows he gets it because that's her son, and yeah. he's, he's been around for 15 years, and, you know, he's very loving and kind. But... Um, it's very nice. It's, it's, it's nice to see that. So you can actually give parents some advice for that, you know, in that regard, too, that they, are, they get it. These children do get it. Wow. So if somebody is, is experiencing a lot of sensitivity and they're autistic, um, boy, uh, I wouldn't know what to say with that either. I think that would be tough. But it sounds like if they came to you and, and gave you their natal chart information, at least it sounds like you could kind of guide them and help them through yeah. that process by seeing yeah. that in their chart, which is good. I would try to work a meditation with the mother, perhaps, and yeah. perhaps she could work it with her son, and then you can record it, and that's one thing I do. Because when we get the intuition, as I was saying, working, helping my friend and, and moving this beautiful color, and we had this beautiful fire going, and we had her step into the fire, and... And all this and that, and it and it's being guided on that intuitive level for what they need, and to be able to record that and put that down so that they can listen to it over and over again and keep reconnecting to that vibration, right? That frequency of light to help them move forward and get you know, move that energy. So, stuff. so, so no matter what somebody needs, I mean, if you have if you have a session and you talk with somebody, I mean, you can work with them, and actually produce a really nice meditation. You have yeah. samples on your website, like a little... I do. I do. Okay. I have Yep, I have samples. And sometimes, you know, with, with the channeling, it comes in sometimes if the loved ones will come through, and that's where the, media, the mediumship comes in, especially right. if there's the, the people who have crossed over, mother, father, brother, you know, uncle, or grandparent, if there's an issue that wasn't resolved, lots of yeah. times they will come in to resolve the issue. And one thing about, you know, karma, I think we might, might have touched upon this before, 
is that people think that, you know, karma is you have to come back into physical incarnation to repay your karmic debt, which is really just the balancing of your own energy. Right. And, and we often will go to um, other people to, to balance that vibration. And I think what happens is when people cross over and they come back to communicate with a person that's still alive, they're trying to release some of that karmic debt through forgiveness, and they want to help. You often hear that, you know, your father is helping you get this job or whatever right. it may be, and that's part of the process of releasing perhaps some of the, the misuse of energy that they created um, with the, the person that's still alive. Oh. So I believe that you can still pay back karma even if the person has passed on. They still have the opportunity to do that. Well, that's an interesting concept. I'd never heard of that. What a great idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's you know, kind of what I've, I've intuited over time. It, it'd be interesting to see what other people think if, if other people had similar thoughts or, you know, experiences, it'd be nice if people, you know, called in and, and shared some of that with us. I think they think it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to follow. I'm listening to you. I'm also trying to. I know Now I know what Maureen feels like. <laughs> She's the one who monitors the chat room. Um, maybe they think it's weird. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, anyways, so... <laughs> So we got well, that, we got all of that from the Scorpio moon. So that was rather interesting. And I mean, as far as karma goes, I mean that is astrological in the chart, as, and we can see that in the astrology chart as well. And um, just want to interject real quick: if anybody wants to call in and, and add their two cents worth, because you know nobody says we're God. One eight seven seven eight six four. Four eight six nine, and you can also join us in the Togi chat room. And so, um, you know, with the karma thing, um, I find that you know a lot of people don't really they when they hear karma, they think it's they think bad. Yeah, karma is also good. Yeah, you know, so you know we're building good karma. Some people call that dharma, and you know, and we're working off the bad karma, and we work that as well through those north and south node points. That's one of the areas that we work that off, um, or work with it, just because you know that's what we want to do, and it's it's just really important that um, you know we just do the right thing as as always. Um, yeah. So what I wanted to focus on. Um, so just, just to finish up with that, so if anybody really is interested in, in working with Fran, um, we are going to do at some point in the future, because I, I do a lot of work down at Circles of Wisdom and Andover Mass. They are a sponsor of the Ghost Chronicles. Um, I have a lot of classes down there, astrology classes and, and um, lots of other fun things. Uh, Fran and I are working together. Hopefully we'll be able to get a class together for um, early, early spring on this, all the past life stuff we've been talking about, you know, what it, where it is for you, what, you know, we can see this in your chart, and hopefully we're going to be able to get that, pull that together with, um, like, a full workshop for working on past life issues. Fran's gonna, um, going to be putting together meditations for that, and there's a lot more details that we haven't quite hammered out yet, but um, we're looking for that to happen um, probably really early spring, end of March, early April, hopefully. And you, anybody can uh, keep track of that on my website because I've got classes and events on my website, which I actually haven't even put out yet, and that is naturalrightscharms.com. And you can also, um, you know, contact me through um, Circles of Wisdom as well. So um, 
That's I'm forward to that. that. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's exciting to work with a live group. I know when I do the meditations, it's really nice to have the people present and and work with them and and to hear their their um their meditations at the end. Yeah. And see what they've created for themselves and, and what their intuition has been telling them and, and then what they're working with. So, I know. So and you must find the same thing working with live groups like that. I do. And I, I mean, I like, I like the interactions. I haven't really done a whole lot of lectures. I really like the classes that I teach just because, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm a Gemini and I could probably talk for hours, but not if everybody's just staring at me. <laughs> I know. It's so much easier if, if I have conversations and people ask questions and people say, hey, wait a minute, I'm not sure that's true. Explain yeah. it to me more. I mean, that, I left a really good conversation and I love that. And, yeah. um, that's that's what I thrive on. I think. Yeah, because so much more comes out of it when you do, and, and you really can really yeah, so much more comes out of it. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Hello, we have Leslie on the line. Hi, Leslie. Hi there. How are you doing? Good. Good, thank you. Thanks I've been harassing you to call in. <laughs> <laughs> well, what really intrigued me, what you're talking about, is how you can see past lives in, in the charts. Yes, I can. Now, how do you see that in, in the charts? It, it, what it comes up with, I mean, the technical part of it. Leslie, I have your information, don't I? Yeah, you do. I've got to find you. Actually, it would be easier. Let me put you in first. I'll just I'll put you in really quick. What's your birthday? Uh, 10 26 October 25, 1966. 1966. Good year. You know what time you were born? Oh, yeah. Uh, you have it. It's, it's like 10 something in the morning. I don't okay. have it right with me. That's all right. We'll do, I'll just do 1030 right now because I, I have it, but I just don't. It's easier for me to find it, uh, to type it in and look for it. Um, where were you born, Leslie? Bronxville, New York. Bronxville, New York. And my social security number is now. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't want that. <laughs> Leslie, what we, what, yes, what I see is with this energy is the north and the south nodes. Now, um, that's what we look at because that's past life energy. It is also, um, it's also energy about, um, it's what we're bringing in. It's the, the south node position is what we know already, all the tools and education and all the problems that we bring with us. And the north node, which is exactly opposite, it's like drawing a straight line across the chart, is what the, the things that we need to accomplish, the things that we should work towards. And you were born the same year as Fran. So if you listened earlier, even if you remember what I told Fran earlier is exactly the same energy for you, but it's just in a different area in the chart. Mm. So in a very specific part of it, um, let's take a look. Let's take a look. So what we're really looking at here for you with that north node in Taurus, again, is that quest to overcome distrust of change and, you know, afraid of letting things go. So so what that tells us is that, you know, the things that you had were taken from you quickly in past lives. You passed away rather quickly in past lives, probably through expression of yourself, who you were. Hmm. Have you had any past life? Um, I've never done a regression. I, yeah. That's one thing that I've always wanted to do that I've never done. And that's one thing I actually wanted to, to, to talk about as well because, I've I've done a couple, and but most of I mean I've done 
three spontaneously. They've just kind of happened, and when yeah. it happens, you know it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually there's a trigger. You know, I was watching the silly sh- I was. A, I, don't know, I love the science and the history shows. I was watching a history show. Um, the camera was walking up the steps of one of the Mayan ruins, and the next thing I knew, I was there. That really? was me. Yeah. I was getting dragged up. I was drugged, and you know, you know what happens when you go to the top of those. And <laughs> yeah, then, not then, a good outcome. <laughs> oh, not good at all. And the next, and the next thing, I was just like, well, there was a big whoosh, and I was back in my body. And that was the first. And I wasn't into spiritual stuff at all then. And I'm like, oh my god, what the f happened there? Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was freaky. It was really freaky. And so anyways, the, the one thing that's important about you know, getting a past life regression is really get good references from people. Because I find if it's something that's incredibly traumatic, and I'm looking at your chart and I don't see that, I mean, sudden deaths, yes. I don't see that it was incredibly traumatic, you know, nothing like murder, suicide or anything like that. I don't see that. But... Um, it can really trigger some psychological issues for people, especially if they're not already emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. So, so people... Leslie, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm go sorry. ahead, Fran. Leslie, have you had experiences where all of a sudden you would have an overwhelming feeling, perhaps? Uh, I've had, um, well, I have a really hard time with change, and I, I'm surprised that Anona brought that up because, you know, for me, change is not good, and I have a hard time switching gears or, or moving into another job or doing anything like that. And that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. You have a distrust of change, which means you do not like change. Mm. Yeah, it, it's not, I mean, you can learn to grow, you can grow out of it. I yeah. mean, and you can learn to, to accept the changes and actually even initiate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is something, I mean, there's many other things in our charts that actually help influence these things as well, but we're really going to just talk about that one point. So you do have that fear of change because you're hanging on to what you know is solid because Taurus is also a fixed sign, so you're hanging on to that solid stuff. You just, you, you don't want anything to change. So one way, you know, one of the things for you, the way that you can work through this energy really is is to start, you know, being taking things one step at a time, but mm-hmm. you know, to, to focus on a change. Mm-hmm. And you know, it doesn't but have which to be one to make. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and not allow yourself to get stuck in that. And, and yeah, pick one. Yeah. Uh, maybe and, you could do a meditation or ask ask yourself and before you go to bed, right, Dorothy? Yeah. Before you go to bed, ask yourself. You know, what what do I need to change? Dream about it. Mm-hmm. Ask to dream about it and see what comes forth. And you you can do that. You have a Pisces moon. Fantastic. Can you do you feel you do that, or do you have do you have to really work at it? I mean, there you have a Pisces moon, but it's also um, making an aspect to Saturn, which could actually hold that down just a little bit. So, I have been able to in the past. Okay. Um, sometimes it's easier than other times. I don't know why, but um, yeah, I could do that. Excellent. Well, you know what? Tonight would be a really good night because the moon's in your 12th house. <laughs> in Scorpio in your 12th house. So you would be able to do that tonight. And it would actually be incredibly healing because of some of the other aspects that I see. So if you, before you fall asleep, you know, if, if you have a routine, do it. But, you know, before you fall asleep, you just, you know, put your hands on your heart, one on your heart, one on your, in your solar plexus, and just ask, you know, your higher self, your guides, whoever you work with, if, mm-hmm. if, or, or God, and, and just say, you know, show me what I need to know that I can, you know, start breaking free of some of these habits. I mean, if you feel comfortable with 
status quo, that's, that's fine. You know, you don't have to change that. But your lesson here really is to um, be persistent. You don't have to have these sudden disruptive changes. That doesn't have to happen because mm-hmm. that's what you're fearful of. Yeah, right? That is what I'm fearful of, yes. So make so change doesn't have to be what your imagination is blowing it up to be. Right. It can <laughs> or be that energy process, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That yeah. unfounded fear. Right. Right. So yeah. the most important thing for you to do with it with uh, with some of this energy again is to to use it one step at a time. Make that change nice and slow, one step at a time. Well, fantastic. Guess what I'm going to do when I'm falling asleep tonight? Great. <laughs> Something else, Leslie, really quick, um, with the um, energy of this Taurus, and you too, Fran, with the energy of this, this Taurus North Node, is to really pay attention to the physical five senses. Fran, I've already told you this before, but really pay attention to them. Um, and also um, anything that's earth, earth, nurturing Mother Earth. Leslie, do, where do you live? I, I mean, are you rural or are you in a city? Um, it's kind of in between. I live in Laconia, New Hampshire. It's kind of. You're in Laconia. My God, I don't know why we've never met. <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah, my, I'm not far. My daughter lives there. Laconia is right. We're the all connected somehow. Yeah, okay. I'm not far from Laconia. <laughs> Excellent. So, Leslie, one of the most important things is is really to um, earth-centered energy. Do get outside. If you're really needing, you know, fo- when you really want that change or need to focus on change, you know, get get outside. Really okay. get outside. And Leslie, will you email me later? Sure. I really would love to, to you know, be in contact. You've got my website. Um, but <laughs> what about the monsters under my bed? Somebody's asking. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on the light and pull out the dust buster. <laughs> give, them some, yeah, give them some good energy. They'll disappear. <laughs> Thank you both very much. I'm going to go now because you have to close up the show. But thank oh, you do. very much for your time. Thank you. Thank Leslie. you, Leslie. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we are. We're actually at the two-minute warning, so um, or or less. Um, right. So um, let's see. Uh, I didn't get to the um, full moon report, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll save that for next time. Um, last-minute stuff is the sun is in Virgo. So uh, between now and, like, September 7th, um, it's a really good idea to tidy up any kind of paperwork that needs to be tidied up. Between now, actually, I would, I would end a little sooner. The planet Mercury is going retrograde. Um, so with uh, the sun in the sign of Virgo and uh, Mercury about to go retrograde, we definitely need to uh, pay attention to any details and don't let anything slack. Cause, um, so basically you've got this, you've got one week. <laughs> and this is your warning. <laughs> I mean, it can get done later, but you'll have to, um, it may take a little extra time. And Watch so um, <laughs> if anybody wants to get in touch with Fran, Fran, one more time, your website, please. FranNash.com. Thank you for joining me tonight, Fran. Thank you. And um, if anybody would like to um, get in touch with me, um, my website is naturalrightscharms.com. See you next time. So we're done. Bye.